Hi everyone, uh, welcome to this podcast. I'm very happy to be joined today by Marie, who's going to introduce herself to you. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Marie. I am a PhD student um, at UTS, looking at practice nurses and doctors' practices in emergency departments. Thank you, Marie. And Marie used to be in the office next door to me, and over several months we've been conversing in person and on email about some of the challenges of using practice theory in ethnographic studies which have questions about learning and knowledge at their core. And Marie's going to say a little bit about how that applies to her work. Okay. Uh, my project is involved um, was involved with ethnographic um, observations and audio recordings of patients in emergency departments. And I'm focusing on nurses and doctors' practices and kind of concluding at the end that the way they work um, is the fact that they have learned how to know in practice in that particular setting. So I'll talk a bit more about that later. Nick, what about yours? So I think there's a strong connection there that we're seeing learning how to, to know in practice and knowing and learning as part of work rather than talking about learning in terms of classrooms and formal education. I was also working in a health setting. This was a place called Karatani, uh, where a team of health professionals support parents who are experiencing challenges um, with young children. And I saw their work as kind of educative or pedagogic work, but also that in order for that team to provide consistent and coherent support to those families, a lot of learning is needed, and that that team know how to perform that learning on a daily basis and to share it across them is a really key part of what keeps that organisation going. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about, make references to quite a few authors and we will put a reading list up on a blog linked to this podcast, so don't worry too much if you don't catch the names. But Marie's going to introduce some of the key characters of our podcast to you. Okay, um, the first, one of the people I've drawn quite heavily on is a person called Sylvia Garadi. Um, she's an organisational theorist and she has very similar ideas in many ways to Shatsky's about the way that knowledge, that people use knowledge in an environment, in, in a setting, and actually then use that knowledge for knowing in practice. Uh, she's married to uh, Strati, who is also an organisational theorist, but he's much more focused on how people learn through aesthetic um, understandings of the world around them and how they use their bodies in those environments. I'm also briefly going to talk about uh, David Nicolini, who was one of Garadi's um, co-workers, I think possibly student as well, and Orlikovsky, who talks about knowing as an ongoing accomplishment. And all of the... Um, practice theorists, including Shatsky, see knowledge as an activity. It's knowing. It's, it's connected through, according to Shatsky, through events of actions, etc. So it's very much a flowing, it's not a fixed concept. Knowledge and knowing are both um, ongoing. That's a really nice set of ideas. And just to mention one of the characters... Marie is already named is Theodore Shatsky, who is a, an American philosopher. And one of the challenges we think is that, well, firstly, Garadi and Shatsky don't cite each other very much in their readings, so it's difficult to know quite how things that appear very similar, whether they really are. 
Um, but Marie and I both feel that there's a lot of complementarity between their approaches, despite them being from very different disciplines. Um, and we're not necessarily saying that they completely add up, but that we find drawing on both of those sets, well, all of these different people that we're meeting, is kind of enriching our understandings of the environments that we're researching. Yeah. One of the issues, we're going to discuss two issues, and the first one was triggered for me by a statement by Bruni, Garadi and colleagues, so it's another one of this Italian bunch of researchers, where they said, and I'm quoting here, we assume an equivalent relation between knowing and practice, in the sense that practicing is knowing in practice. Acting as a competent practitioner is synonymous with knowing how to connect successfully with the field of practices thus activated. I'm slightly queasy about that, but Marie, you find that a very useful starting point, don't you? I find that useful because they came to this idea of equivalence um, via uh, Lab and Wenger's work and then Cook and Brown's. So they go back to Lab and Wenger and they talk about how they perceive knowledge to be located within a community of practitioners. And they say that Lab and Wenger talk about containment. They then talk about Cook and Brown um, who talk, who have the concept of knowledge and then knowing and they say there's a general and Cook and Brown say there's a generative dance as people work between knowledge and knowing um, so they talk about that the way that knowledge is in that community as mutual constitution they then move on to the notion of saying we actually see a knowledge equivalent to practicing because, and I think the key word in what you read out there, Nick, was the word component. Not all practicing is knowing because you can be not doing the right thing. But if you're a competent practitioner, they're saying when you know in practice, you're actually drawing on all the knowledges in the environment mm -hmm. and, and getting things. You are knowing in practice. You're knowing how to use all of that. Therefore, in practicing, you're actually demonstrating your knowing. See, that does make a lot of sense to me. And I, my reading of Shatsky is that you couldn't imagine a competent practitioner performing that practice or the activities that uphold it without knowing how to do so. That that's, that's very much part of it. You can't have competent practicing without knowing. And yeah. the actual doing of the practice involves doing that knowing. I, yes. I'm, I completely follow that. Where I get a little bit hesitant is that in that notion of equivalence and saying something is synonymous, because to me, and it may be that I'm being too picky with the language, it means we can replace one thing with the other, and I don't want to do that. I want to preserve in kind of my understanding of research and of the world a difference between doing something and knowing how to do it, and um, particularly between learning and doing and knowing, and that that idea of synonymity, being one being the same as or almost replaceable with the other, makes me a bit uncomfortable. Are we looking, though, in what you've just said, at um, at a difference between the action of doing something and then actually the underpinning practice, which is... So maybe one is more instrumental mm. than the other, which is the higher order of practice, which takes us on to how we see practices. It does. That's a very yeah. nice little um, segue. Because we're both as we mentioned, doing ethnographic research. So we spend a lot of time hanging around and, and primarily, not only, but often using our eyes to look and, and hear and things. 
So we come to the question of can we see practices and through practices or in practices can we also see knowing and potentially learning? Marie? Um, Well, I here draw on a couple of people. Yano, Yanov, Deborah Yanov says she can see... She can see practices. Um, Garadi and them and Karadi talk about practices being invisible. And also um, Bill Green talks about actions nested in activities and activities nested in practices. So he too is saying you can see the actions, you can see the activities, but you cannot necessarily... You have to interpret or infer the practices that underpin those actions and activities. And I think this is where ethnography is interesting because, in a sense, when we're looking at what's happening, say, in a classroom all over the world, we might see identical things, the classroom, the desk, the people, the teacher, the students. But, in fact, the activities might also be quite similar, but, in fact, the practices of those particular groups in different countries or in different cultures will be quite different. And they say you can't necessarily see that until you abstract it, I think, Mm -hmm. and infer that what's going on is the particular practice that that is either being conducted there or being broken. And I think this is probably where we agree most, and my following of Shatsky that I think you share, is that a practice is cannot be done by one activity alone, that each activity upholds a practice. The practice needs people to keep doing a particular activity in order for the practice to exist, Um, but that any one activity might have a different relationship to the broader practice, and a practice is by definition spread out over space and time. So we can't sit down and see a practice in a moment. No. But, and I think where you raise the issue of interpretation is where I, Mm. I think we kind of find our answer here, is that as ethnographers, particularly over time, if Mm. not over space, we do see activities repeated. And so the setting I was in, I saw lots and lots of handover activities where one nurse spoke to another nurse about what happened on a shift. And I think I then interpret that Mm. as to the nature of those practices because Mm. it was repeated over time um, and I could infer from the activities what the kind of rules and understandings were that organise those activities in such a way that I would call them a practice of handover as done in that setting. And that's a subset of the practices of handover which are different from the ones you would have seen in your hospital. Yes, and I think what you've done there, as I said earlier, is you've abstracted the the, the phrenesis or the, the values that underpin the mm. actual activities and the actions that occur there. So, yes, I haven't directly seen the practices, but through repeated observations of activities, yep. you give yourself a strong ground for some interpretive work which leads you to make claims about practices. That's right, I think, yes. Good. Thank you very much. We hope this All has right. been interesting. Please have a look at the reading list on the blog and get in touch if you want to follow up. Thank you. Bye.